Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to the Fitter, Healthier Dad podcast, where you can learn how to improve your diet, lose fat, and get fitter in a sustainable and fun way without spending hours in the gym. Here is your host, Darren Kirby. Welcome back to the podcast, guys. This is the number one podcast for dads in their 40s who want to improve their health and fitness. This is episode 58, and joining me on today's show is Richard Lynn from Thrive. And we're going to be discussing gut health and how that can have a significant impact on other areas of our health and well-being. Based in Sunnyville, California and established less than a year ago, wellness company Thrive is attempting to revolutionize the way in which individuals understand and interact with their microbiomes. Hi Richard, thanks very much for joining me on the podcast today. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. No, not at all. So um, you are out in the US. Are you the West Coast or the East Coast? Uh, West Coast, based in California. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah, I should have been there on holiday this year, but unfortunately, due to the pandemic, that's uh, stopped that. But uh, yeah, probably part uh, of the world. Probably a good idea. We have a lot of fires going on right now. So it kind of looks like the world's on fire. Oh, uh, really? In California. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay. That's, uh, that seems to be an annual thing, unfortunately, as well, doesn't it? It gets very hot here, so that's what happens. Yeah, yeah cool. Okay, so today we're going to be obviously talking about um, gut health. You are the founder of Thrive. Um, and so for the people that haven't come across yourself and Thrive before, can you give us a bit of background on how you came to start Thrive in the first place? Yeah, absolutely. So as you know, Richard, the CEO of Thrive, and we like to call ourselves the 23andMe for the microbiome. And right. I started this company because about four years ago, I took antibiotics and got really sick with these antibiotics. Essentially, they wiped out all the good bacteria in my gut. And right. a very bad bacteria called C. diff um, kind of proliferated in my gut. And it kills about 15,000 Americans a year. And so okay. I went to about three different doctors. Yeah, it was a little bit of a morbid experience. Um, but went to multiple different doctors and they said, you're too young and healthy looking to be sick. I was 25 at the time. Um, and so kind of through that process, I started reaching out to other folks dealing with chronic health problems on Facebook groups and forums. And they said, Oh, you, you know, you, you have kind of your textbook C. diff, uh, journey, you know, you take antibiotics and get it. So you should probably get that tested. So got a PCR test done for C. diff. It came back positive. They quarantined me because it's a very contagious, uh, disease and got it treated through something called a fecal transplant. This is where they um, homogenize stool of a healthy person, put it back into you to, to kind of heal your gut. And so I felt much better after that, but I realized kind of through that journey that um, multiple people were interested in the microbiome, which is the bacteria, the yeast, and the viruses that reside inside and outside our bodies. And they wanted a test to be able to tell them what was going on in these microbes and ultimately how to improve it. And there really wasn't a good product at that point. so. So that's why we started Thrive, which provides a consumer DNA test that looks at your stool, or more specifically, the bacteria. Yeah. And then based on that analysis, we have an app that personalizes recommendations. Uh, so we give personalized uh, nutritional information, as well as a personalized probiotic supplement that we ship every month. 
yeah so i think i think um yeah to to come back to to your illness i mean i've i've never come across that before so what are the symptoms of that illness that you have i mean is it obviously you mentioned it's very contagious yeah but is it you know lack of energy is it what kind of symptoms mm. do you get yeah, it's, it's really interesting because our gut is tied to so many different things in our body. You know, normally mm. we'll just think digestion, but a lot of your immunity, your energy levels, autoimmune diseases, right. depression, anxiety, and so forth are all tied to a gut. And so with C. diff, I was going to the bathroom like 10 times a day. Mm. Um, essentially, the reason why it kills people is because this bacteria creates toxins. There's two toxins, mm -hmm. toxin A and B. And essentially, they cause your cells in your gut to explode. And wow. what ends up happening, yeah, it's pretty scary. Uh, a whole bunch of immune cells come in and try to kill this bacteria. Yeah. And it, it, your body flushes it out through drawing in kind of liquids in your body and uh, mainly water to flush it out through diarrhea. Mm -hmm. And a lot of folks that die from this dehydrate because they're going to the bathroom so much. Right. Uh, so I had that. I had abdominal pain. Uh, I couldn't digest really any foods. And that was just the digestive symptoms. And then I, okay. I couldn't sleep. Right. I, I was probably sleeping two hours a two hours a night for almost wow. a year. Um, yeah, it was pretty bad, and so that that resulted in you know neurological you know depression, anxiety, mm -hmm. and, and different issues like that. I lost a lot of weight, a lot of mm -hmm. muscle mass that I had built up prior. I was very um, active before, and so it was kind of a whole system attack. And the the other um, kind of surprising thing was I started getting autoimmune. Uh, type symptoms. So okay. I started getting eczema, different patches. I never had eczema in my life. And I just started yep. getting eczema in different parts of my body. Um, and, you know, just very massive fatigue. Um, and so it was a, it was a very traumatic experience, but quite a, quite a learning and growing experience. Yeah, I can imagine. So obviously that, I mean, it, that's quite um, an extreme kind of step to take from, you know, you have in your illness to then create in thrive so so what what were you doing pre-thrive then yeah it's a great question so uh originally started in product management uh for the kind of the software it industry so yeah. i built multi-million dollar product software products for companies like sap which powers most of kind of your business software across large industries yeah um to startups like delive which was recently acquired by target so okay. I've kind of had that experience between both, uh, you know, large enterprise companies down to startups and really got my foot in the door as a product manager, because in a product management role, you're working with multiple um, different organizations within the company. You're essentially the, the hub between all the different organizations to launch a product. And I wanted to do that because I wanted to be a CEO, um, okay. but I didn't know how to train myself to know the skill sets and, and to learn the soft skills in order to do that so i figured I me mean, problem product management is probably the best um course uh, for yep. me to get there and that's kind of where i started yeah awesome well it's a, it's, it's an amazing journey and uh, obviously you know it's it's very valuable and you know the, the time that we're in now and i don't i've not really joined the dots up as to why you know the there's lots of different um studies and doctors and companies now that are focusing on the gut microbiome my hunch is around technology and technology has now enabled us to kind of process a lot more data around mm -hmm. you know health conditions and things like that and obviously the gut health side of things is is for me at least anyway because i quite actively look at this stuff is is quite big um but you know that and and so 
if there's people listening to this that perhaps don't have any illnesses or don't have any symptoms and stuff like that, why should we care about our gut health? Yeah, that's a great question. You know, the way I think about it is everybody wants to live their best life, right? Everybody wants to have a good quality of life, regardless if you're unhealthy or healthy. And really what we see is, you know, the way technology is moving and the way the science is moving is we're going from health 1.0, which is very reactive, to health yeah. 2.0, which is more personalized, preventative, um, yeah. and, pre- and predictive. And in order to do that, you know, the new kind of testing that we ha- we have available, whether it's genetic testing, or more specifically for us, you know, microbial testing provides kind of a view of what is your health going to look like in the next five to 10 years. Yeah. And so it's important because a lot of the science is starting to show that many chronic illnesses that we see in Western societies have a very different microbial profile across the board mm-hmm. from healthy people. And so these things happen years before any of your traditional gold standard labs are going to go out of whack or go out of range. And yeah. so being able to predict and see longitudinal data of where your microbiome is trending toward gives you better insight of knowing, you know, am I, you know, committing to the right lifestyle habits, diet, and so yeah. forth that's going to be beneficial for me in the long term. You know, we're yeah. going to more longevity and how do we, you know, continue to keep our health as we age. And that's really where the, the big promise is for, you know, healthy individuals. Yeah, definitely. And I think for me, it's, it's, it's like you say, a lot, I like the, the, the way that you kind of frame it in its health 2.0, you know, up until this point, it's all been reactive and treating. Whereas now I believe we're making the shift towards being proactive. So maintenance and, and I always use this analogy of a car, right? So, you know, many of us on an annual basis will have our cars serviced but none of us, how often do we have our, you know, our self-service? How often do we do have a check on ourselves? Mm. And and this technology and your platform that you've created now enables us to do that. And for me personally, it's, it's super fascinating because ever since I came on this journey eight years ago and have, have changed my health, now for me, it's, I have this huge appetite as to what other services can I use in order to determine what's going on inside as opposed to you know kind of previously you know either taking something because we've been told it's good you know for example like vitamin b or vitamin d we all know it's good mm-hmm. but you don't necessarily know whether or not you actually need it and i think with the the services that you guys provide you can now really um delve deeply into that can't you, you can really get a, a a good picture of of what's going on inside Absolutely. And and the thing I like to add to that is, you know, the, the traditional way that we've looked at healthcare is, you know, you go to your doctor, he goes through a pretty elementary um, algorithm where he says, you know, how do you feel? What kind of symptoms yeah. do you have? And then they try to troubleshoot from the symptoms to mm-hmm. the, the right testing. And even the testing is still looking at the symptoms. You know, if your vitamin levels yeah. are out of whack, well, what's the root cause of that? Right. Mm. Usually they just stop there and just say, I'll take more vitamin B. But what yeah. if the vitamin B is because you have different microbes that aren't being able to produce those vitamin vitamins, right? So, yeah. you know, the way we're looking at it is how can we get to the root cause so mm-hmm. that rather than taking 600 different tests in order to find out what's wrong, you take, you know, one or two and we're able to pinpoint and target other yeah. testing that's more relevant uh, in order to kind of provide a therapeutic. So, 
Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, I think that's that's really key. Yeah, it is it's 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 getting to the root cause in a much quicker a more direct way, isn't it? So Exactly. In terms of of the science that now, you know, there's a huge focus on the gut and the gut microbiome. What would you say is now being understood from a science element about the gut that we previously really didn't know too much about? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so when we think about microbiome, uh, essentially that that term wasn't really coined until about ten years ago. Yeah. And the reason why it's kind of exploded in the past couple of years is because, you know, originally we didn't have the technology to be able to see all the different species of bacteria in the body. Yeah. The, the tech just didn't exist. They were there, but the way we would traditionally look at bacteria, and more specifically gut health, is you know you you have a culture, a petri dish, you put that bacteria in there. And then you hope that it grows so you can detect the presence of it. But now with DNA testing, we, we know the exact you know RNA and DNA of the specific bacteria. And we're able to tell you how many there are in there. And so because of this new technology and how quickly it's scaling, so computing power for, you know, uh, for genome testing has gone down faster than Moore's law. And wow. Moore's law for your audience is, you know, semiconductor the price of computing for semiconductors is going down tremendously. That's why, you know, our iPhones and our laptops are getting cheaper as time goes on. Um, But computing power for genome testing has gone down even at a quicker pace. And so it's pretty exciting because now, you know, 10 years ago, it would have taken a supercomputer, you know, multiple decades to process this information. Now you can get it within a week or two. Right. Right. And so because of this, you know, we're now starting to get more research, but we are really just at the cusp of um, kind of the apex of discovery for, for the microbiome. But a lot of okay. really interesting discoveries are all around these very disparate diseases. Right? You look mm-hmm. at mental health. We can look at somebody with depression or anxiety and we can look at their microbiome and it looks different. They have specific bacteria in there that are more overgrown or they're deficient right. in specific uh, other specific bacteria. And as we kind of look at, you know, whether it's mental health or athletic performance, uh, mm-hmm. supercentarians, which is another subgroup where, you know, if you're people that live over a hundred years old, they have a very distinct microbiome compared to somebody that, that doesn't live to that age. Right. Um, and you know, skin, hair, like better skin, glowing hair, like all have different microbiomes. And so mm-hmm. it, the exciting part is, you know, now that we have this technology to see, you know, the thousands, tens of thousands of species of bacteria that were undiscovered before. Yep. And we're tying this to specific outcomes in health. And so right. this is really what's you know been exciting in, in this realm of science. Yeah, it is it is super fascinating. And and there is this um kind of information that's shared now that, that says that everybody's gut is different. So it's almost like a mm-hmm. fingerprint, isn't it, your gut microbiome. So do you know or can you explain why that is and how relevant that is? Yeah. So when you look at kind of the the ranking of bacteria, um, you know, in biology, there's different rankings. So there's phylum to you know family, genus, and species. And essentially, what that does is it categorizes big groups of bacteria. Um, and if you think about like the planet Earth, that's like a phylum, and a species is like humans, right? And most of the time, on the phylum level, most people most of the population has a very similar breakdown uh, just because it's, you know, you're, you're, you're not drilling down very specifically, but when you get down to the species level of all mm-hmm. the different species of bacteria, then it becomes very unique. Like you mentioned, right. all the bacteria are like a fingerprint. It's very unique to each person. 
uh, it's kind of like if you were to think about Amazon rainforest, right? Yeah. Uh, a rainforest that has very high diversity, a lot of animals, a lot of plants, a lot of trees, and so forth is going to thrive better than, you know, a, a forest that's just full of lions, right? And why this is important is because everyone's microbial, you know, DNA is essentially unique. So the interventions are going to be completely unique to that person. So personalizing what foods are best for you, um, kind of a very specific use cases, you know, everyone thinks, oh, if you eat vegetables, you're okay. Yeah. But that's not true because certain vegetables are digested by pathogens in the gut and then they'll create toxins in the body. So even though you might be eating a broccoli, it might be healthy for you. For somebody else that's eating it, it might actually be producing, you know, toxins, giving you headaches and all yeah. kinds of different symptoms mm -hmm. that are detrimental. And so we're really flipping up, you know, the, the paradigm of, for instance, just just diet specifically, that it's not just eat keto or eat this. It's yeah. we got to personalize it down to that level in order to give you the best foods, best nutrition, best performance, and so forth. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And for me, I think that's super interesting because it's, you know, like you touched on there around broccoli, you know, if, if people want to follow what we inverted commas perceive to be a healthy diet, you know, we go for whole foods, we go from, you know, foods that have either swum, you know, been on earth or grown out the ground. And you, you, it's, it's interesting. I think um, uh, somebody else I heard said, you know, about kale, everyone goes mad for kale, don't they? But actually, <laughs> for some people, it's just completely toxic. Um, yeah. And but we make this assumption that because everyone else is doing it, it's right for us. And I think it's really interesting now that we can we can pinpoint that. And one thing that I want to touch on, actually, is I, like I said to you just before we started to record, um, I got my results back from you guys um, last week. And interestingly, I, I follow I won't call it keto, but I follow a high fat diet. Um, and so uh, I, I have a lot of butter. Um, mm. I will have um, like cream cheese and things like that in my diet. And interestingly, my results have told me because of my uh, gut microbiome that I need to stay away from that kind of stuff, mm. um, which I found super fascinating because like you just said, you know, for me, it's like I want to follow a high-fat diet, so I'll use grass-fed organic butter. But actually, the results of my test have said, no, 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 you need to stay away from it because there's some um, probiotics or gut, yeah. gut bacteria that's that's kind of not quite right or missing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, the way we look at that, and there's multiple other kind of reports in the app, uh, but one, one of the things I'm, I'm assuming you're alluding to is the metabolism report which yeah. looks at your ability to kind of digest fats, proteins, and carbs. And there are specific microbes that uh, when they're high in prevalence are better at helping your body metabolize um, fats in, in particular. And so, you know, if they're, if they're low in count, um, it becomes potentially a little bit detrimental. Mm -hmm. um, so it's, it's always, you know, interesting to take a look at different labs you know, on top of what, you know, we're offering here, you know, are, are your inflammation labs going up from having a high fat diet? And if so, maybe that might be a cause. Um, but it's hard to say without the full medical history. And obviously I'm not a doctor to be able to pro yeah. provide that recommendation, but it's also very interesting to kind of, kind of take a look at that. So, yeah, it is. And then, and then obviously, you know, that we're jumping ahead a little bit here, but, you know, going on from that, then this is where Thrive for me is very different is that you can then have probiotics tailored for you based on your results and then sent mm -hmm. to you which is again i think is is just it's just going 
to further kind of pinpoint, isn't it? Like we were talking about before. Uh, and, and instead of going out and using a probiotic in inverted commas, you use mm. the, the probiotic, which is balanced for what you're lacking in your gut. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you, you know, look at the traditional way to get a probiotic, it's at your grocery store, you know, in store. Yeah. And, you know, most people have no idea what's in a probiotic. We just know, oh, you should probably take a yeah. probiotic because it's good for you. Yeah. And it's it's always interesting if you go to Whole Foods or any kind of grocery store and there's usually a supplement person there and they, they really don't even know what a probiotic does either. <laughs> um, so you're kind of left wondering, okay, what, what kind of ingredients are in these probiotics that they actually help? And the way we like to think about it is, you know, the testing informs what kind of probiotic you need. So we look at three different things in our algorithm. The first one is, are you overgrown in specific pathogens in the gut? Yep. And if so, what probiotic strains are best fit to reduce the count of those bad bacteria? Mm -hmm. So probiotics can actually create something called bacteriolysins, which are naturally occurring antibiotics that uh, pinpoint specific bad microbes to reduce them. Okay. Um, and then the second piece is, are you deficient in any, you know, good probiotics? And if so, which, which strains would you need? And then the third one is a health survey. You know, what are your goals? What are your symptoms? And then using all that, we were able to calculate, you know, these strains are best fit for you. Mm -hmm. So it really yeah. kind of moves away from guesswork to obviously more pinpointed personalized offering. Yeah, definitely. Which I think is, is, um, super valuable. So we've, we've talked to obviously about the details around the gut, the gut microbiome. Um, and we've talked about, you know, diet and, and, and maybe, you know, what's perceived to be healthy is not healthy for everybody. But what we haven't touched on too much yet is, is why it is important for us to have a healthy gut. And I also want to kind of delve into the, the, um, the gut brain connection, you know, the vagal nerve that goes between the gut and, and the brain, because there's, there's a mm. lot of this, um, talk around the gut being the second brain so i'd really like to get your your take on that as well yeah absolutely i mean so you know there it sounds like there's two questions the first one is why is the healthy gut important um yeah. you know obviously the science is pointing to multiple different illnesses related to the gut microbiome it was hippocrates the kind of father of medicine that coined uh, all diseases begin in the gut and what he coined is actually coming true now based on kind of the research that we've seen. And so, you know, whether it's digestive problems like IBS, IBD, yeah. which is ulcerative colitis and Crohn's to autoimmune diseases like eczema and so forth to mental health problems like depression, anxiety, to weight gain, um, diabetes, prediabetes. And so you see the whole gamut of, you know, chronic illness, which is literally 90% of our healthcare spend. You know, we spend mm -hmm. about 3.1, $3.5 trillion in, in chronic disease management wow. and so it's a it's a very you know obviously a big part of yeah. uh, our health and and the microbes um show that more more folks are susceptible to certain chronic illnesses depending on those makeups and so right. that's why it's so important now like if we want to tackle and remove chronic illness as a whole um yeah. you know the microbiome is a big component of that and our second question on the um kind of gut brain access super exciting research you know the gut brain the second brain and 90% of the serotonin slash neurotransmitters are made in the gut. You know, it's always surprising when people um, hear that because, you know, you normally think most of the serotonin is in your brain, but no, it's actually in your gut. And like you mentioned, there is a vagus nerve that's bi-directional between yeah. both the gut and the brain and your mm -hmm. microbes talk to your brain, right? They create different right. metabolites, they, they interact in the gut and they send those signals back to your brain. And so 
Um, you know, we've seen kind of a new trend in something called psychobiotics, which is a new technology of finding specific uh, probiotics that can actually do that communication. And so we actually have psychobiotic strains in our personalization mix. Um, which, you know, we've seen, you know, case studies for like autism and depression, depression, anxiety, and other kind of neurological problems. Yeah. Uh, so very exciting aspect of, you know, targeting the gut to improve the brain. And the flip side is, you know, your brain also talks to your gut. You know, when you, yeah. when you're, when you have a big presentation coming up, you're, you're anxious and you say, man, I got butterflies in my stomach. Yeah. Interesting enough. It's, you know, it's your brain talking to your gut. Right. And so, um, I think, you know, the next kind of phase in medicine where, uh, you know, we're targeting neurological type illnesses, um, and, and mood type problems is going to be potentially, you know, uh, using the gut as the first kind of line of, uh, therapeutics. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I think it's, um, yeah, I think it, it is all fascinating stuff and, and, um, the, 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 I can't remember what you just said there. The, um, is it ther- therapeutics that, um, you've, you've psychobiotics, now, yeah. like, psychobiotics, that's it, yeah. sorry. Um, yeah, I've not even come across those before. So that's, so that's even, uh, something new to me today. So I'll, I'll start researching that, but yeah, I think, I think it is very interesting. And for me, um, I had Dr. Kate Shanahan who, um, on the podcast a few weeks ago, who, who mm. done the book about the four pillars and, you know, with, with ADHD, um, autoimmune diseases and all that kind of stuff that's happening. It seems to, and mental health seems to be increasing around the population. To me, it just makes perfect sense how all of this is starting to materialize now. And, and, and it, for somebody who's not, doesn't have a medical background, the logic seems fairly simple to me in, in so much as particularly in a Western world, we have gravitated towards, you know, uh, foods that are not high in nutrients but they're very calorific Mm. dense they're cooked in bad ways with bad inflammatory fats and all this kind of stuff it's very processed and so when you understand that you know how the gut communicates with the brain and now we have all of these conditions for me it just makes more and more sense that that the science is now backing up the kind of the logic behind it and i think um it, it, it is super exciting and i think like you said you know it's it's we're we're entering a whole new kind of uh, medicine 2.0 world um with all this information that's available to us yeah absolutely i mean like you mentioned mental health is you know obviously a very big trend um yeah. both you know biological response to that whether it's to kind of the food sources and so forth and you know i, I just think also on, on the, at the same time there's just a bigger mind share um it mm. could be very much that you know, mental health has always been an issue, but it hasn't really been brought to the forefront. And so now more folks are kind of seeing that as a trend. And they're all, you know, they're all converging, right? So um, and definitely a very big problem to solve that, you know, society really hasn't looked at uh, seriously until um, probably like five years ago. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's super cool. So in terms of, um, you know, I've touched on a little bit about the test that I did. But do you want to just explain to uh, the listeners at home how the kind of the test works? I mean, I, I got two little boxes sent through the post, mm-hmm. but do you want to just explain to them how they how they can do the, the test and what happens? Yeah, absolutely. So we're, you know, direct to consumers. So if you go on our website, www.thriveinside.com, you'll be able to, you know, purchase a kit. But essentially, you know, we send a kit to you and it's a stool sample. So it's a little piece of stool off your toilet paper. Uh, you take, you know, get that off, put it in our tube swirl it around and then you send that tube back to our lab 
and in about one to two weeks, we give you a report back. And what's happening in the back end essentially is um, we have these big sequencing machines. Um, they're based on Illumina sequencing machines. And what they do is they um, essentially grab all the bacterial information, so all the RNA, and we sequence it. And what gets outputted is a, a text file. It's a super large text file. It's like five gigabytes of text. Right. And it's you know, just letters, ATGC. Yeah. And that's how we match the RNA with what potential bacteria is in the body at what percentages in the body. Mm-hmm. And then that goes through our algorithm and APIs and it shows up in an app. So we have a web app, you go online, you can log in and we're able to provide you a robust view of you know tens of thousands of species of bacteria in the body. We also mm-hmm. categorize all the different bacteria. So, you know, one thing that's missing for potentially other reports out there is They'll tell you what bacteria is in the body at what percentages, but they won't tell you why they matter. And so we actually close, you know, we close that chasm through uh, natural language processing and machine learning. And we're able to summarize 50,000 research articles on the microbiome. And so we can say this bacteria, bifidobacterium, is a good microbe. And here's the health benefits. And here's the description and so on and so forth. So we have all this robust data on each bacteria. And then we're able to map that out and say, okay, looks like you know out of these 20 bad bacteria and out of these 10 good bacteria you know you're deficient or overgrown in x percent compared to the healthy average what's the recommendation now right so it's not just telling you what's going on it's here's what to do about it and that second part is you know personalization in terms of the nutritional um, aspect so what foods can decrease bad bacteria what foods can increase good uh, good bacteria and then we also have the probiotic, like I mentioned earlier, with the three three step algorithm that we have. Uh, and the goal there is, you know, once we get the analysis, we give you the recommendation, you get your probiotics within, you know, one to three months on the program, you should see a significant improvement in how you feel. Right. Um, and so that's kind of the the co- full customer journey, if you will, uh, yeah. for using our product. And so, like I said, you know, I got my report, and eighty percent of my bacteria is good, twenty percent wasn't good and then you have this really cool little um it's almost like a questionnaire that you go through once you've done your report in terms of what you want your outcome to be don't you um Mm. and then from there then you can then you guys select the right probiotic and that gets sent through to us exactly yeah yeah so so yeah i mean it's it's for me you know like i said it is it's a super exciting time and i think that it's kind of a bit of a cliche, but you don't know how good it feels until you feel really good. And I think a lot Mm. of people are kind of perhaps wandering around in their daily lives, thinking that how they feel is currently the best that they can actually feel. Mm. One of the things that I would say to people listening to this is that once you do start to get your diet dialed in and you get your, you know, bacteria in your gut, you know, in a, in a level that it should be, the 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 kind of results the net results of that are you know mental mentally mental clarity energy levels you know overall health it's just it's it's quite profound and obviously you know richard you are testament to that yeah absolutely i mean i think you know what's important for your audience like you mentioned whether it's um you know more energy mental health athletic performance i mean there's definitely um, not only probiotic strains that help in all those, you know, whether it's athletic mm-hmm. performance with in- improving, kind of reducing exercise fatigue and improving performance by reducing yeah. lactic acid buildup, 
you know, there's mental health with probiotics that specifically target the gut to the brain uh, and so forth. So um, it's a very, like you mentioned, it's very exciting because as you start to see folks improve their health uh, and, you know, kind of the feedback is, well, I didn't know I could feel like this. Right. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of, you know, what that, that's our mission, right? Where our goal is to improve the quality of life for individuals, even healthy people. Yes. Um, to kind of get them to the next step, even if they've never experienced it themselves. So. Yeah, no, I, I think that's 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 a really important important point to to point out, and that is optimizing yourself. And it's not like mm-hmm. you know you're you're trying to optimize yourself into being a performance athlete, mm-hmm. but you are just trying to optimize your health so that you actually you're you're making a conscious effort to yeah. to basically avoid any serious illness and and it's always you know prevention is always better than cure as we're as we're finding out now right um right. and you know again i'll use the analogy of the car you know you you probably spend more servicing your car a year than you do actually servicing your body so you know the the, the price of the tests and and all of the other testing mechanisms that are available on the market now are relatively inexpensive when you compare that to essentially your life you know and and live right. in a healthy active uh and, and happy and energetic life really so that might sound a bit grand but i generally believe that you know th- these types of services that you're providing and products and that can generally give you that absolutely and, and the other thing that i'll add as well that kind of builds onto that experience is the, the psychological point of view where yeah you know you want to improve your health that's obviously the first thing you want to optimize. But the second part is you also want to know what's actually going on. Um, So now with these, you know, with, with thrive and potentially other tests as well is being able to track the data and have Mm -hmm. a quantifiable way to know your improvement. Right. It's, it's one thing to, for instance, you you know, losing weight, but if you see it on a scale as well, that really adds to kind of the, the motivation and um, continue, you know, healthy living behavior that, I think everybody wants. Yeah, I agree. I think, you know, we perhaps all start at the wanting to lose weight or fat level, but actually ultimately long-term, it's about long-term good sustainable health mm-hmm. and, and longevity. Like you said at the beginning of, of, of the recording, really, it's just being able to, if you, yeah, we don't know how long we're going to be around, but if you're going to be around, you may as well live in a, in a much um, nicer illness free way as opposed to what what we've seen perhaps some of our you know elder family members go through um mm. we now are in a i think a unique place in time that we have this ability to to be able to get this information yeah absolutely so richard before we wrap up is there anything that i didn't ask you that you feel i should have asked you which would benefit the listeners yeah um I don't think you asked me where they can find us. So oh, uh, where your audience can find us, but I'd be happy to answer that one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so you can actually go to our website. It's www.thriveinside.com. Um, yeah. We also, you can also find us on all the social channels, whether it's Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, at uh, Thrive Inside. So. Awesome. Okay. And, and then you personally, have you got any um, books or any kind of socials where people can connect with you? Yeah, I mean, um, for for socials, you know, we generally just go to the at Thrive Inside. Um, okay, cool. I 
don't have a book yet but i'm working on it <laughs> okay awesome okay good stuff i'll uh, yeah. look forward to that but you know it's it's been great talking to you today richard we will put all of the links um for thrive inside uh in the show notes uh and there'll be a, a link to thrive inside from the products page on um our website but thanks very much for taking the time out today i know you're a very busy guy to to come and chat to us and um i look forward to catching up with you again in the future Absolutely. It's been a total pleasure and thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to the Fitter Healthier Dad podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please hit subscribe and I would really appreciate if you could leave a review on iTunes. All the links mentioned in the episode will be in the show notes and a full transcription is over at fitterhealthierdad.com. <laughs>